you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. In the previous episode, we spoke about the Japanese sun goddess, Amaterasu. And I briefly mentioned Letha, which is a a holiday. It's a day of celebration. A Sabbath in the Wheel of the Year, also known as the Witch's Wheel. And while we were on the topic of the sun, and we just had our summer solstice on the 21st of June, and we just entered into cancer season, I figured what better time to bring up and talk about Letha than now. Alright, so what is Letha? Letha, also known as Midsummer, is the summer solstice, and it's usually celebrated on June 21st, or the 21st of June, whichever way sounds best to you. This is when the sun is at its peak. It's when it reaches his apex in the sky. It's simultaneously the longest day of the year and the shortest night of the year. This is the point that marks that the days will now begin to grow shorter as the light begins to wane. So from now on, you're going to notice that there will be less sunlight with each day that goes by. You're basically actively witnessing one of the hermetic principles. In other words, one of the seven universal laws. And that is, well, for those of you who have been listening and have been keeping up with the show, can you guess which hermetic principle this is? Yeah, I'm sure you can. (laughs) It's the law of rhythm, the ebb and flow. In the northern hemisphere, on the summer solstice, the sun actually appears to be standing still. The sun stops getting higher and appears to stand still for more or less three days or so before it begins to descend once again for another cycle. In fact, the word solstice comes from two Latin words, one which is sol, which means sun, and sistere, which means to stand still. The sun does the same thing during the winter solstice, only instead of rising one degree with each day, it ceases to descend, where it appears to be standing still at its lowest point, for about three days or so, where we have the least amount of sunlight for those three days, and the sun appears to have died on the Southern Cross, which is a constellation in the sky that the sun seems to align with on those days, all before making its quote-unquote resurrection and beginning to rise one degree with each day repeating the cycle. And so, during Letha, because the sun is at its highest peak, it's a time for celebration. 
it's a time to harvest, to gather your crops. And you typically cut them with a scythe. Scythe? Sith? (laughs) I can't ever remember how to say that word correctly. I believe the correct pronunciation is scythe. Because as I'm saying it out loud, I believe a Sith is something from Star Wars. (laughs) But anyway, you cut the crops with a scythe. Now, because in ancient times, in ancient Egypt, for example, they believed that the crops contain the spirit of a god, the god of fertility, agriculture, the dead, life, and the afterlife, more well known as Osiris. And so because these crops house the spirit of Osiris, and life itself, to cut the crops, one could say symbolized the killing of a god, which during Letha all corresponds to the cycle of death commencing. Because if the crops inhabit spirit, then they have life. And if you go and cut them down, if you go to harvest your crops, Well, then that corresponds to that cycle of life and death. And the sun does the same. It begins its waning journey. And it's only until we reach the winter solstice where the sun finally dies. But this ties in perfectly with another story. The story of the Oak King and the Holly King. It is said that long ago, the earth was ruled by two brothers, them being the Oak King and the Holly King, and they each felt they knew the best way to rule the land. The Oak King preferred it sunny and warm, and his brother, the Holly King, preferred it dark and cold, and they continuously argued and fought about this until one day, the Holly King drew his sword and fatally struck the Oak King. Now, the Holly King had to rule the land by himself. With each day that passed, the earth grew darker and colder. Snow began to fall, but the Holly King could think of nothing else but his brother. And as the crops ceased to grow, and the animals struggled to find food, He began to worry that the sun would not rise again. But to his surprise, he learned that his brother was not dead, and being completely overfilled with joy, happily stepped aside and let his brother, the Oak King, rule. And now, the days grew longer, the earth began to sprout, and the animals that were in hibernation all woke up from their slumber and began to roam the land again. And like all mythological stories, the story of these two kings was created and told to help us better understand the ways of the universe. And in this case, to help us understand and explain seasons and their cycles. The Oak King and the Holly King are personifications of summer and winter. 
with the Oak King rolling from midwinter to midsummer, and the Holly King rolling from midsummer to midwinter. It's the endless cycle of the battle between light and dark. And so, speaking of light and dark, one of the ways that Letha is celebrated is by gathering around a bonfire. If you thought I was going to say meditate and contemplate about the light and dark within you, well, you are mistaken. Although you can, because it's actually not a bad idea. But Letha is not an introspective holiday. Letha is about going out and basking in the sun's light. Just go outside, enjoy the day, embrace the warmth of the sun. That's one of the very simplest ways that you can celebrate it. No more, no less. Sorry to disappoint those who thought it required a massive ritual on your part. But hey, nobody's stopping you if you want to participate in an elaborate ritual. But speaking of them, let's go back to the bonfires. Letha is known as a fire holiday. And bonfires are lit because they are said to assist the sun in its journey to cross the sky, changing the course and shortening the days. And many people today still participate in the tradition of jumping over a bonfire because it's meant to symbolize the jumping into a new season. Some people jump over it three times for good luck. And some say, however high you jumped over the bonfire is how high your crops will grow. It also symbolizes jumping through realms. Because like during Yule, during Letha, the veil is also thin. In fact, this is when the fairy realm could be the most accessible. So it's a time to honor the fairies as well as other spirits of nature. It's also a time to find the balance between fire and water. This is because Letha is a fire holiday to honor the sun. And at the same time, and at the same time, we're entering into the astrological sign of Cancer, whose element is associated with water and happens to be ruled by the moon. We are honoring the masculine solar energies as well as the feminine energy of the moon. The most amazing and perfect way, in my opinion, to celebrate Letha would be to spend your day at the beach and at night light a bonfire. But if you live in the desert like me, and or don't live near the beach, of course there are other ways you can celebrate Letha. You can greet the day from dawn to dawn. You know, just be thankful, be grateful for the many things that you have in your life. You can also collect herbs that are associated with the sun, such as rosemary, dandelions, chamomile, lavender, <laughs> and a few others. And all right, for those of you wanting to practice magic during this time, solar magic would be the way to go. Remember, we can use the phases of the sun 
in the same way that we can use the phases of the moon. So think about it this way. Midday and or noon would be the equivalent of a full moon. Why? Because that's when the sun is at its peak. That's when it's at its greatest capacity. If you're wanting the waxing moon effect, a phase where the energy is growing, then you might want to do your magical workings during sunrise. If you're wanting the waning effect, magical workings having to do with shadow work, vanishings, protective magic having to do with warding off evil spirits, or any type of workings having to do with transformational and or personal evolution, then I would do that during the sunset phase. But solar magic has to do more with the characteristics of success, abundance, and healing. And of course, if you're wanting to amp your magical practices, you can always incorporate color to your workings. And in this case, you can use yellow, gold, and or orange. You can't ever really go wrong with orange, at least in my opinion, because orange is associated to success. And why wouldn't you want success to be incorporated into your workings? Another great tool to incorporate to your magical workings are symbols. And symbols associated to the sun include the alchemical symbol for the sun, which is basically a circle with a dot in the middle, and or sun wheels. And that in itself includes the swastika, yep, you heard me right, and or the triskelion, in which both are basically sun wheels going across the sky. At the most simplest terms, they both represent the sun, good fortune, and movement through the cycle of a year. And if you're one to work with deities, you can always call upon Aphrodite, Freya, Helios, Apollo, Ra, Horus, and of course, as we just learned, Amaterasu. I hope that you guys found this episode informative as well as entertaining. And if you liked learning about the witch's wheel and or the wheel of the year, then rest assured because there is more to come. I will eventually try to get through all of them, but all in good time. So with that being said, if you guys have any questions or if there's any feedback or if there's simply anything else that you just feel like sharing with me, you're welcome to reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com and or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok, same handle, lauralavender.mb. And lastly, don't forget to check out my website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.